Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies, this is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve, your host, and with me is Ian, and this is episode number two, and my intro. Deuce. Episode deuce. Episode deuce. Number deuce. You get the uh, deuce. Oh, we didn't plan that one out. <laughs> and I so, get number two. It sounds cool, though. Number two. Save the best for last. That's how they word it, right? Yeah. Save the best for last. That's it. I want to give you the go-ahead. That we can break it in on you. Break me in the right <laughs> way. We got it done. So in this hopefully episode. people listen to the first one. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Plan, hopefully. I would hope so. Hopefully they've made it to number two. I always listen to episodes. When I when I start a new podcast, I start at the beginning of the episodes. I think you've, well, like I, most you podcasts sound like in the beginning? you have to. Yep, you, you've <laughs> almost got to. There's some that you can kind of skip around, but it depends yeah. on the topic. I'll listen to like but, the first uh, five, Yep, and then after that I'll skip around a little bit, but I'll right. usually try to keep on going in the start. chronological. It's neat to see the some of the, the new, or not new, but the old podcasts that are you know, successful, go back and listen to their first couple yeah. episodes. And you're like, what? You're like, wow. <laughs> so it doesn't make it feel so bad. Sucking a little bit. Yeah. that's but, Everybody's uh, got to start somewhere. You got to start it. So, we're doing it. Making it happen. So this basically, is, we're just going to interview you today, I think, right? Yeah. That's cool. all we're doing here. Just kind of cool. getting to know Steve to know in Steve. a nutshell. Um, so we're going to start out with... Where you started. How did you get bit by the four-wheeling off-road Well, it's a convoluted. Bug. It's a convoluted bug. So it's a loaded bug. <laughs> it's a, it's loaded, a bug. loaded bug. I wouldn't even say it's loaded. So, all right. So uh, back in like 2006, so I graduated in 05. And in 06, I met my friend Matt, mm-hmm. who is uh, solely responsible for the bug. So you can blame one person. I can blame one person for almost everything in my life. We can go over that in another episode. That's but a whole Matt, episode by itself. Without Matt, nothing in my life would exist as I know it. Well, I mean, at least you have a scapegoat. I have days. a scapegoat. <laughs> high fives on the goods and, and ass can, kickings on the back. I can blame Matt. Yep. Let me adjust my DB level here. We're going to take it down a notch. There we go. All right. We we're peeking out. So, uh, so in 2006, I started hanging out with Matt and Matt was into four-wheeling and it wasn't very long after we started started hanging out that he bought his 99 tj and then we took that four-wheeling and that was kind of cool like oh this is kind of cool you go to like bad you go to a park you went to badlands just badlands Badlands, because that's the closest part so uh, we went to badlands a couple of time or two in that i was like this is pretty cool you know this is neat and at the time i was hanging out with another kid and he had a dodge pickup i'm like man i kind of want a dodge pickup that's pretty cool that's a nice truck and so I was looking around for those and didn't really find anything that really, you know, suited you. Suited me that I could afford, I guess. Yep. And one day we're driving down one of the main roads through town, and there sits this Aqua Pearl 95 Jeep Cherokee. Was it minty? Uh, no. Not minty. Well, it Kinda wasn't minty. bad. Sub- so it had. Sub-minty. All right. So I don't even have pictures. I have to go look to see if I have any pictures of this. It was. It's a 95 aqua pearl so it's that teal color that they did in 95 and it had pocket flares the stock 10 hole aluminum wheels yep. or like eight hole aluminum wheels whatever they were like the stock ones like the no offset no offset yep yep and 33 inch hercules like all terrains or mud terrains or something like that on there stock suspension it, it, effectively it had okay. it had a puck up front and like a three inch block out back okay and uh, roll up on it, I'm checking it out, and the guy wanted like 2200 bucks or something like that, or 25 whatever it was, something like that. 
and uh, signed up kind of getting a hold of the guy. And he comes over. I check it out. Take it for a test drive. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like it. And ended up buying it. So I bought my first wheeling rig in 2000. It was like March of 07. History has been made. History had been made. And so from there, like three days later, so this is part of the bug. Three days later, we uh, were sitting in the driveway at my cu- at my grandparents' house where my cousin has his shop at. And Matt lives just down the road. We're sitting there. Another friend shows up in his 79 Bronco with the top taken off the back of it on a set of 35-inch boggers that are bald as a baby's ass. Yep. And he's like, you guys want to go mudding? So, in true fashion, of course we do. Of course. You never... I'd owned it for three days. You cannot wait to put mud on it. Yeah. So, this is kind of Matt and I's MO at the time. When Matt bought his TJ, we bought it at a dealership in just like 25 miles from here in Danville. Yep. We bought it at a dealership there. We left there to go see an ex-girlfriend. And like on the way back through, we stop off on a mud road. And by the time we get to her house, we've had this. He's he hasn't had his name on the title for two hours. The ink is not dry. The ink is not dry on the title. And this thing, you can't even tell what color it is. You got to test drive it. It was awesome. So we go out, we take my Jeep. So skip back to me buying my Jeep, which is a few months later. And we go out and we go to, I'm like, where are you going to go mud? And he's like, oh, man, I know the spot. So we go to a neighborhood in the making. Development area. Yeah, a development, yeah, a a subdivision that's being developed. And they've been out there with earth movers moving stuff around. Well, it had rained like six inches. Good and and soft. No, the earth movers had been sinking. So we get out here and we're going through this mud and stuff. And we get up to these like earth mover tracks and I'm like well how am I going to get through this and the, the Bronco he made it through there and Matt's like just uh, just straddle it alright cool so we straddle it for like 60 feet and then fall <laughs> off into one of them dunzo game over game over so that's my first like oh, me actually man. going quote unquote off off roading so we did that uh, I drove around for a long time I drove around for oh, I say a long time probably three or four months or so as is no yeah life. nothing didn't change much to it nothing like that yeah and then we went to the Badlands with it went four wheeling and I went with, uh, with another friend and it was it had rained so it was like slippery I got there like the first obstacle on Orange Trail I break a U-joint on the front axle so we go back to the parking lot. We're lucky enough we can buy an axle. So we buy another shaft, stuff it in there, go four wheeling some more. And it just beat me up. Mm-hmm. Like I was not having a good time. They were like telling me to go places like up and down Green Trail, up to the like whoops yep. and Green Trail. And I was like not having she a good time. It wasn't designed for the. Uh, oh, it wasn't even that. It's just like that was too much for my skill level. Oh, okay. So and they it, were wasn't like, the, it wasn't the Jeep holding me back. No, no. It was like. I was this new is to all it. New and I'm yeah. scared. And right. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna roll this thing. Been there. Oh yeah. And so, uh, and so they're like peer pressure me into like doing these big hills, these big obstacles. Yep. Like man, I don't like it. So I get back home, and after that trip, I park the jeep, I shove it back in a corner. Done. Done. It's not moving again until it gets a roll cage. Yep. Done. It sat there for six months, never moved, and I don't know what happened, but. Somebody, I don't know if I caught the bug again a little bit or something, you know, somebody's like, let's go for it. All right, all right, I'll get my stuff together. So I get it back running, you know, we'll do whatever it takes to get ready to go. Check all the U-joints. This time we do our proper maintenance instead of hanging out with the girlfriend. 
Proper trail. Maintenance. Proper trail maintenance yeah. to make sure that it's not going to die as soon as you get out there and uh, or break something as soon as I get out there. Done that before. Yep, yep. Been that's, there. That's, Everybody's that's, been there. Everybody's been there, yeah. Yep. I learned my lesson really early. Yep. So I get this thing running. We go back to the Badlands. This time it's dry. I go out there. I go four-wheeling. Traction's perfect. Everything's perfect. You're in control. I have, you a, have, that I have control. a fantastic yep. day of four-wheeling. Yep. And the bug is bit. Like that Splattered is what got me into it. Yep. In an XJ on some 33s and a puck and a block. And I was bit. And I'm like, man, I really like this. So I went for a few four-wheeling a few more times. Uh, ended up buying some like 36-inch. Wait, how did I do that? No, I bought... I bought a set of 33-inch SXs for my buddy. And he was like, oh, yeah, you want these tires? They're like a 33 by 15, 50, 15. And Matt's like, you're going to hate them. They're flotation tires. Yeah. Yeah. These are, They're like turf tires. He kept telling me, he's like, they're, like, they're going to be like turf tires. And like, you're going to get stuck everywhere. And I go pick them up. I'm like, I don't know what these are, but they look awesome. They look cool. That's they look cool. Key. Yeah, back in the day, I didn't know what SXs were. I knew what TSLs were. Yep. But I picked these up, and I was like, dude, this is awesome. And he kept telling me, like, oh, you're going to hate them. They're not going to fit, blah, blah, blah. And uh, what he didn't know is that at that time, this is like 2007, like mid-2000. It was probably it was, uh, early 2008 is what it was. Okay. And I had bought a Rusty's 8.5-inch lift for it. So I had I bought a Rusty's 8.5-inch long arm. I ordered that and it came in along with it. I had the tires and everything else. And he's like, you know, he's telling me they're not going to fit. So I, I get this lift kit in Watch and this. he's like, and I just show up like, look at all these parts I got. <laughs> and so we commenced installing that, got that all installed, took it out for a test run. So we go out for a, for a shakedown with this new lift, right? Eight and a half inch lift. And it's more than, you know, he or I had ever had. And so we go out to the Badlands for a shakedown Having a great day wheeling because everything it just works amazing. Just working. Oh yep. yeah, yep. dude. Long arm from short arm, eight inches of lift. Life is grand. Yep. And Matt's like, let me drive it. I'm like, all right. So he goes over this obstacle that we've been up before. And he goes, and I tried it a couple times. He's like, let me, let me try it. Okay. Goes up there to try it. Just full send. Blows the rear drive shaft out of it. <laughs> mm, full send and the drive shaft. Cleans the U joint. Yep, cleans the U joint off at the yoke oh, at the rear yoke. This is on the eight and a quarter, and oh. uh, so he uh, <laughs> he did that. We had to limp it back to the office. Found a U joint, put a U joint in it, got it back to going. Took it back out, you know, finished our day out, and then drove it back home because at the time yeah. we weren't trailer. Yep, exactly. Yep, and I always had good luck. I never had to. I never had any of my junk break. That I couldn't get it back home back then. But that's when we were pretty hot and heavy and wheeling. We used to go, we'd go uh, probably, if not every month, we'd go every other month. And we did several big trips a year. Like we'd do a three-day Memorial Day, a three-day for Fourth of July, a three-day for Labor Day. Yep. Like if it was a three-day weekend, we were at the park. But your your rig was reliable. So Ish. you were. You were did it. Well, I was daily driving. It. Yeah. Yep. I was daily driving yep. it. So, so you had was, to have it reliable yep. or you weren't going to work. Right. Yep. Yeah. So you yep. had to have it. And so then in late 08, I had got, so that would have been for my birthday. I ended up buying a set of half-ton axles. So I bought a, I went out to the junkyard, found a 79 Ford Bronco, and I nabbed the 
nine inch and the 44 out from underneath of it. And uh, I picked those up and then I went to the bank, got me a loan because that's how you build things. Back then it was, <laughs> yeah. Like, I ain't got no money for I this. Got me a, I got a loan for like 3500 bucks. Yep. Uh, to build these axles and whatever else I wanted to do to them. And so I ended up, uh, I built them 513 gears, lockers, and uh, I didn't do chromo shafts up front, which was dumb. I bought a winch and some other crap. I don't remember what it was now. Wasn't, I, I, the money was not spent well enough. But uh, I did all that, put it all together, um, or I, I started making, getting the axles together. We go to the Badlands for like the, I think it was the Labor Day, the last three-day weekend that we had in the summer. Mm-hmm. We go to the Badlands. We're like, yeah, we're going to go to the Badlands for the whole weekend. This At this point, I'm trailering. I'm able to trailer. And I welded the front and rear diff. Oh, boy. Now we're locked. That's a that's a good thing on paper. This is... this is, there. Well, so the plan oh, was boy. I'd already had the 9 and the 44 Molly built. Mm-hmm. Like, they were starting to go together. Yep. I had the pieces parts. And I was like... We're just going to weld everything up, full locker and status. see what happens. And we're going to send it. Full send. Oh, dude. I got turtled on a rock yep. in the in the quarry. Just set it on the limiter. <laughs> full send. All, all the full sends. I didn't break anything. Oh, man. But I beat, I beat those insane. things. I was trying to break them. Didn't break a thing. That's the concept. If you, you didn't care if they broke. I didn't. If yeah. they broke, you would have been laughing. Yep, I'd have been that's laughing. The thing. If you would have been upset, me back to the trailer. would have broke. <laughs> yep, that's the rule of so, wheeling. If you're mad, so we uh, fun. We ended that trip. I went back. I was still daily driving it, and the front pinion bearing went out. Mm-hmm. So I just pulled the front shafts out. Yep. Called, I took the stubs and put them back in the wheel bearings and called it a day. Let it ride. Yep. And started to... Really put time into getting the truss on the nine on the forty four, and getting the brackets on it for the four link, like the radius arms and all that stuff. You know, start really getting into getting it together so I could put it together. Yep. And then I went to leave. I went to dinner one night or or maybe it was lunch. Well, either way, went out to a restaurant one night. Went to leave. It was raining. Thought I was gonna be cool because like it's a locked rear end. Locked you can slide that thing anywhere you want. I know. I do what I'm doing. She yep. slid. She yep. slid all the time, dude. I goose that thing on concrete. Kaboom. I was like, uh-oh, that's not good. That's not a sound <laughs> you want to hear. I broke the, oh, I, I limped it back home because it wasn't very far. It was over here at Red Lobster. Yep. And I limped it back to the house I lived at the time. I got in the driveway, put it in park. It caught enough to, to stop. Called up my buddy. I was like, uh, go grab a trailer. We're towing this thing out to the shop and let's go park it. Yep. And I ended up taking it apart like a year later and it broke, it broke the carrier in half. Like it Ooh. broke the spiders and everything, and it broke the, uh, it broke the carrier in half and dropped the pin. The pin actually was making its way out. Ah, uh, yep. Okay. So that's how that's that was the noise I heard. Oh, it was upset. Was, yep, yep. Yep. So uh, that was, and then so then from there, uh, winter of '09, I put the Dana forty four and the nine inch under it, and I've been rocking those axles ever since. I've broken a couple of Dana forty four shafts. And then I started welding the caps on them. These are stock 44 shafts. So that's what I've, I've tried that a couple of times where you tack the caps on. Seemingly the concept is that the cap comes loose. Yeah. Comes out of. It stretches the ear. 
Yes, uh-huh. and so tacking those caps will strengthen that thing. My problem is I have an LS, so yeah, it doesn't care. In forty, and yeah, like basically thirty nine and a half days. But yeah, and the thing is, because I tried tacking the caps, it didn't make a damn bit of a difference. Um, but I have heard that's where I got the idea from. Because people would always talk right. about tacking those caps, and it, it makes logical sense. So I mean, obviously the work to keep the e joint in. If the axle is under an appropriate rig, mm-hmm. it's a good idea. Yeah. So well, that's uh, it's interesting yeah. to see that at work because for me, I don't think that was my problem. I think it just I kept getting down into mud holes. So when I did the half ton axle swap, nine and forty four swap, I went up to thirty eight and a half inch TSL SXs, and you on bead locks? Not at that time. Not up that time. Okay. Nope, just on some fifteen tens. Okay. Yep. Uh, and so I always get down into a mud hole, and. I'd be working the wheel back and forth, and that's when I would do it. As soon as I grab that wall good and hard, yep. you know, with the tires spinning, with tire, you know, with wheel speed, it would stretch that ear out and just break the ear off, and then just everything else KO'd. Yep. So I started tacking the caps, and that solved that problem. However, that does not strengthen the shaft itself. Yep. <laughs> so I started breaking those, and then uh, in twenty six, so that was just kind of the, how things went. We just we kept four wheeling like that. Uh, not a lot changed with the rig. We went to Redbird and uh, Badlands a lot. I'm trying to think anywhere else I've been in my rig. It's really haven't I really haven't been that far. But we didn't have funds back then. Yeah, well the thing <laughs> is, you know, when you could go to the Badlands, which is um, I mean, let you could be checked in and in the park in less than an hour. Yeah, from time and to leave the house. That's the worst part. Is I mean, it's it's almost a, it's almost a negative. It's a, because why go yeah. somewhere else when I can go there? I mean, right. even if you, you, you get park. to know the park, mm-hmm. you get to know the park, you get to know the exit. I'm like, I break here. I know how to get out easily. Yep. And, and it makes it familiar. Stuff. Yep. It makes it familiar for right. you. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I get that. And there's still sense. obstacles big enough there that I don't, that I can't really do them in my jig, you know, in my Jeep, mm-hmm. my rig. But uh, the park gets boring when you go there all the time. Yep. But if you go there and somebody else leads, or as we like to call it, freestyles, Just it changes around. everything. Yep. And so then it gets pretty cool. Uh, but either way, we were wheeling all the time, doing this and that, you know, whatever. And in 2016, I wanted to go through and redo a few things on the Jeep. And Matt, at this time, had rolled his XJ. I remember that was about right at the time I think I met him, was he had rolled his Jeep. Yeah. And was like done off roading. When he was done off roading, he was it done was with that. One of those. He was done. Yeah, that one was. That, it was that not, one was getting so not coming getting back. Sold. It was a. Yep. Uh, it was a done. That yeah. was. I think that was right about the time I met him. Was when he had just done that. He or was, it was. It was still fresh. He was gearing up after that happened. He'd bought another Cherokee. Yeah. It was gearing up to build a crew cab. It was going to be a crew cab. Comanche build. I remember hearing the thoughts of this. There was a lot of money put into that and it got scrapped. He which bought a cab. The, which is depressing. Yeah, he bought he bought the Jeep. Then he bought a, a Comanche cab, rust free out of like Which Oklahoma. I don't even know how you find one of those, but he yeah. had his buddy Paul on it. Bought or no, he found it and Paul picked it up out of like Oklahoma or Texas or something. Yeah, it wasn't around here. From a junkyard. But he did that and then he Went on to get, like, the doors. We got two-door doors for mm-hmm. it because we're going to make the back doors nice and long with a full window. Yep. So we got two-door doors from a 96 and down. 
And we worked on those, trying to get everything figured out. He had one of them built. Hmm. Like, he'd cut a couple doors up and built this door. And uh, he'd come up and had to fix, you know, the. there's a lot of complications with trying to get that cab to work. Yep. But had it all figured out, and then was like, hmm. Never mind. Game change. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we'll get into that in another podcast about Matt. We'll have to bring him on here. Yeah, we will. He's got Whenever some he's nice, not he's out nice of town. Rig. Nice, real nice rig. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, in 2016, after he'd rolled his, he sold me everything out from underneath the front of his. And he had had chromo shafts and a Detroit up front. So we swapped my mm. 513 gears over to his axle. Yep. Got his chromos. Uh, all new ball joints, the everything goodies. up front. Yeah, all the goodies. Bought all that. Uh, at this point, it's still on a Rusty's 8.5, essentially. But obviously, it's been axle swapped, which gave me like an inch or two of lift. And then, I, at one point, I had a puck still. on it. Huh? 38.5 still. 38.5 still. Yep, okay. At one time, it had like... The lift would have been like... It was like 8.5 inch spring, plus a 2 inch puck, plus the like the axle, the perches on the axle set up a little higher... It was like something stupid, like 10 or 11 inches of lift on a Cherokee. It was dumb. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it looks cool. It does. I mean, it's the coolest thing when you're rolling through a parking lot. This is something I always loved when I was being when I was that tall. You're rolling through a parking lot and kids just stop in their tracks and like point. They're like, monster truck. And you're like, yeah. I loved it, dude. Until you're side hilling it. Until you're side hilling it. Then it's not cool to be and tall. And then you're not side hilling. Yeah. And then you're, you're not, I don't know what they call that you're after you flop down a hill, but it ain't side hilling. You're, you're flop hilling it. You're flop hilling. Yeah, that's an, we should coin that. Flop hill? <laughs> must be this tall to not flop hill. It must be this this height not to yep. flop hill. I like that. Yep. Yep. So uh, it was huge. So in 2016, I bought all that stuff. My brother and my cousin both do body work. Mm-hmm. So I had them come over. We put new floor pans in it because it was rusted. It was just rotted to pieces. Put new floor pans was in it. Change all that stuff party over. prep. Yep, bachelor okay. party prep. Yep, which was awesome. Yep, that was that twenty four hours of hell and back. This was like a week. It was like, <laughs> it was like hell week. Hell week. Is to what get it was the rig done. to get yep. the rig done. So it goes my bachelor party, and we went to the uh, ultimate off road expo. Think so. Yep. Unlimited off. Unlimited off. Oh, unlimited or yeah, unlimited. Unlimited off. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yep. Yep. It's and that was in Louisville. Yeah. It's not there anymore, though, is it? No. Now it's in Nashville. Nashville. I think I'm gonna try to go this year. Need to make a trip. Yeah. That would be awesome. A couple years. So the guy Marvin that does, uh, the 24 hours of hell and back. Yep. He, like, he's the show promoter for that. Mm. Yeah, I had no idea. Interesting. Yeah, I looked him up. I'm like, where'd this guy come from? And looked him up, and that was it. Like, Flex Rocks and Rollovers, that's that's mm-hmm. Marvin Stamel. And Marvin Stamel is a marketing guru that had, like, head up the Unlimited Off-Road Expo. Hmm. I was like, weird. Couldn't know. Yep, didn't even know. A, we could do a podcast from the show. Ooh. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Better write that down. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Note section. So, anyway, got it put back together in 16, uh, took it down there, and then in, that would have been June of 16, and I got married shortly after that, and then a honeymoon, and then I got into polishing, and the following May, so Matt didn't have a rig, and Matt and I always went four-wheeling together. So with him not having a rig, I wasn't four-wheeling as much. 
Because he never bought anything after he flopped no. his Jeep over. There flopped were plans, but there yeah. was never... He was building that. Yep. He was going to build that other one. Yep. So that makes sense on your yeah. timeline. Yep. So and you then, lost your you lost your close wheeling buddy. I lost my wheeling buddy, which was yep. my main spotter. You're, you're like he could go wheeling with me, but he was busy trucking yep. and stuff. Motivate. Life motivation. got in the way. Yep. Right. That's how it happens. Yep. In Memorial Day of seventeen. Yep. I went to the Badlands with the wife. Mm-hmm. We went to three day, and while we were there, I ran into some guys. They were doing XJ stuff, and they, one of them, uh, his name is Chris. No, I'm sorry. His name is Charlie. And he had a, he has shitbox money pit on, shitbox money pit XJ okay. on the Instagram. Yep. He, uh, he had an XJ there on like four inches of lift, roughly like four to six inches. No, it wasn't six, but it was like just over four. And they had 40s on it. Jamie. And I'm like, I'm like, how? Yep. They had ORIs out back, I think, or huh. something like that. Maybe it was ORIs up front. It was ORIs up front. That's super low on 40s. Oh, dude. Yep. And it was. Like, it was fairly low. ORIs up front and then, like, a, a bastard pack out back. And I'm, like, looking at this thing. I'm crawling all over it. Looking. I took a bunch of pictures of it. And I get done wheeling that weekend. I'm like, I want mine to be that way. Like, I'm tired of dragging my shit the new bug. over rocks. The new bug. Has the new bit. bug. Oh, yep. the bug the, got bit hard. The low bug. Dude, I came back home, stripped it out. So this was uh, June of 17. I started stripping it down. I had new ideas. I want an XO. I want new front seats. I want, I want to go up to 40s, but that's not really a thing yet. Um, I shaved the 9-inch. I shaved all the shot bracketry and everything off the nine inch, moved it all up. I changed a whole bunch of stuff. I lowered it. It went from an eight and a half inch lift down to some metal cloak coils up front and a bastard pack leaf pack in the back and some different shackles. And that's now I'm sitting right about five and a half or six inches. So not quite half, essentially. Yeah, very roughly. Quite a bit. I mean, a couple inches down. Dude, four, it's about four inches drop. Down is the worst way to go. Packaging. Yep. Oh, my God. Packaging uh-huh. nightmare. Trying to package my hydro assist, my steering. Like, if I'd have gone full hydro, piece of cake. Yeah, though, that's the yeah. See, going through the years with my stuff. I always had full hydro. Oh, and while so it was easy. a detriment because sometimes you can turn a little too much and break some axle shafts, yeah. you package it easily. Like, Packaging. that's why everybody's oh. all hydros. I'm like, hey, you go full hydro. It makes it super <laughs> simple. No, it might not be the best option for you. Packaging. Yeah. Up. But, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I had to figure out how to repackage the whole front end. And so there's been a bunch of lulls in there. And now I'm hot and heavy working on it again. And we're getting oh so close. close. I can almost taste it. The due date is coming. The due date is coming. The due date is December 24th. So it is coming. Yes. Like, I want... Well, you got a week? I got a week. One week. (laughs) Seven days. Well, when the time this airs, you'll have... I'll have one day. A day. A day. Hopefully it's done. Yeah. Hopefully it's done. That's... Hopefully, yeah. If this comes out and it's not done, well, check the... Check the Instagram, our Instagram. Total underscore off-road underscore podcast on IG... Uh, check that when I get the Jeep done and it's back out 
and ready to go on the trailer, I'll take a picture and post it there. Officially, officially, no, it's not officially done. Oh, it's it's officially, officially wheelable. It's officially wheelable, and so this is the deal. Through this whole process, this last two years of building this thing, going through and just gutting it and starting over, uh, the I've come to a conclusion. I was like, I stretched it, so I stretched it uh, six and a half inches or seven inches. I lowered it. I've changed a whole bunch of components, different hydro assist. Uh, completely different steering geometry. I mean, just the list just goes on. Do you want to talk about your anti-wrap? My packaging your my, anti-wrap. My nightmare right? I'm working on right now. We can, yeah, that's fine. I like talking about it because then it gives me better ideas. But uh, I've done all this stuff to it. Everything has changed. I'm like, I need to go wheel it and make sure I'm going to like it. Yep. Like, because what if I do all this and I don't like it? You cut it apart and you build a full tube... Body dropped XJ. That's how it works. <laughs> I mean, we could make it happen. I know a guy that would killer work. You just drop your junk in a check and you're done. How nice day. Make for That's a good it. picture picking it up. Yep. So we have so options. There are we options. have options. Yes. Yeah. So I bought a rough stuff anti rat bar for the rear, and I've got it all squared away for the most part. I've been trying to figure out how to get it. So I want a flat belly. When this is all said and done, I want the belly of this thing. I want you to look at it from a distance and be like, there's nothing under that Jeep. Nothing. Nothing hanging, hanging down. And so I've clocked the transfer case 13 degrees. Jeez. Uh, when it gets done, it'll have a new cross member, which will raise it up back up to stock location. So it'll be about an inch lift on the cross member to get the transmission back up there. It'll have, I want to tuck the front control arms up inside of the like inside the frame rails, so to speak. What are they under it now? Currently under it. Which isn't a huge problem, but I want them tucked. Hey, when you want to keep it low. <clears throat> I want to keep it low. Smooth. The end goal for mine is 40s mm-hmm. and a belly height ranging between 21 and 22 inches. So when I started this, my lowest point was 20. It's either 22 or 20. I think it was 22. My lowest spot was 22 inches when I started this. When I get done, I want it to be four inches lower and still be at 22 inches. <laughs> so that's the that's kind of my goal. That's the dilemma. That's the dilemma. All the low, but yes. all the crap has to fit. Everything has to fit in the package. So that's what we're working on. Uh, so with the the rough stuff, the front heim on that thing is an inch and a quarter heim. It's huge. And yep. I'm like, how am I going to get this between the floorboard and the bottom of the frame rail? which is about the size of the Heim joint <laughs> and still get a shackle in here. And so this is, I was thinking about doing a slider where the top tube is two inch. I was going to slide a piece of inch and a half DOM inside of it and put a Heim on that and then just grease it and just let it slide mm, on the like DOM. Drive shaft essentially. Yeah. Essentially like a drive shaft. Why is that not a thing? I don't know. We need to explore that because I, think I, I can make I it feel work like we well. were talking about that the other day and then the whole concept of the leaf spring shackle hanger. Mm-hmm. But like, why couldn't you achieve the same concept with essentially a drive shaft slip? I think it doesn't could. need to be splined. No. It just needs it to just slide. Needs to slide. It needs to not bind is the biggest so thing. So you knock a few thousandths off of a piece of tube to mm-hmm. give you room for grease clearance. Yep. Put a couple of zerks in it. I'm interested now because I don't feel like I've ever seen that. And to say that these days. I think Derek told me that he's seen it done. It makes sense. I mean, I would think packaging would be a lot nicer because you can tuck that. 
So the reason that, okay, so now what I'm doing is the shackle is coming up through the floorboard. Yep. It sits right behind the driver's seat and uh, like in the rear passenger, rear floor pan, which right now with the new back end, the way it's going to be, I can't have rear seat belts anyway. So passengers are not a thing yet. Is so, the game plan to keep the passenger option? Well, seeing as how the wife has a passenger on board right now. Mm-hmm. You just one seat. I'm going to need it. Yeah, ditch you could, the bench seat. You could ditch, you could ditch the bench and one seat it. Baby, I don't know what's the most expensive racing seat you could buy. Uh, but a baby I can't give, No, I can't. Can you do like a baby? Is it Hutch, suspension seat or is something? It Hutchins. So there's a company out of, and Mike and Max off road. They did it on their podcast. They talked about it. I think is their podcast. There's a company out of Arizona. And I can't think of the name right now. Uh, I'll try to put it in the show notes if I can remember it. They make a baby seat, racing seat. That'd be gangster. Gangster. That'd be pimp. Yes. And I was going to order one of those. That was going to be like my announcement. Yep. That's how I was going to announce like the, the whole, we're having a baby. Is I was going to like, so my new seat came in for the Jeep. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's how I told Matt. I was like. I was like, yeah, I've been trying to do this, but I got now I got to order three seats. He's like, what? Oh, you're going to put one in the back? And he keeps going on and on. I'm like, no, no. I was like, but I need a smaller seat. I need a He's having a hard time coming across that. He's like, oh. So the cool <laughs> thing with that, though, is you could almost plan to ditch the rear seats and do yes. some really killer like cooler mount storage. I mean, cooler mounts, cargo. <laughs> you can mount refrigerator mount. I mean, parts. I mean, you know, to yeah. kind of tie into that whole overlanding yeah. thing. But the thing is, it doesn't take away a bit of functionality. Yeah, and that's. I mean, until I we talk about a second one. Yeah, well, then we're gonna have to. Then all cards are Then you're getting rid of your refrigerator. <laughs> no, you're gonna have to sacrifice the getting snipped. Yep. <laughs> Can't have two kids because we got to keep the refrigerator. we got to keep the refrigerator. That's logic. I mean, that's logic. It makes sense to I, me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Nobody would disagree, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, but I think that'd be the cool thing to do. Do some cool some cool storage mounts for some gear and some yeah. parts and stuff in there, too. All while keeping a seat. I don't like hauling people. I can center it or I can offset it. I don't know. We'll get to that when it gets to that point. I mean, the kid's not going to go wheeling for a couple of years, I would imagine. At least a year. About right on par with the time we cut it all apart and so, redo it all again. Yes. See? Perfect. It all makes sense. And then we'll just put a tube chassis in it. Yeah. So the reason I ended up going up through the floor panel with the shackle instead of doing something underneath is even if I did it underneath, I got fuel lines running down one frame rail. So I have to work mm. around the fuel lines for, for a bracket. Makes sense. And then I got exhaust in the way on the other side. I'm tired of building cross members around the exhaust. Well, and the problem is you don't want to drop that below the frame because you want the flat belly. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. I think it's clean. I think it's really clean. I saw a picture and I was kind of like, yep, yep, looks good. Looks yep. clean. Uh, it'll be functional. It's going to be nice. I've already got a plate yep. down there now to tie in for my next, for my hoop. Yep. For my B-pillar hoop, I can now pl- tie into that plate. And I can even tie into that tube if I wanted to. Yep. Tie into that tube and it's going to be mounted to the, fl- to the frame, like straight mounted. And then after that, um, so basically I'm just setting it up for down the road. It's going to be better. I'm hoping. Should be. So I'm super excited to go wheeling in it because it's been over two years and I've changed so many things on it. Yeah. It'll be a whole new rig. Yep. 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 New shocks all the way around. Um, limit straps up front. 
the new steering geometry. I'm super well, stoked about that. Between the steering and the anti wrap with the rear suspension, it's going to handle completely different. Well, I had I had an anti wrap before. Did it? Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't that. It wasn't to this magnitude. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. I think it'll handle a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. It'll be new. The new too. shocks alone. Yep. Well, yep. because before I just had like the Rusty's shocks on it, and they've been on there for probably eight years. years no, abuse. not eight years. Probably six years or so. And yeah, they've been abused and dented. Well, and you leaked out. Oh yeah, money. You park it and you come back. And like, why is that shock? All? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's why it owes me nothing. <laughs> Done. Owes me nothing. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see. I can't wait to see it out on trail. It's been a while. I'm, I'm excited to see how much wheel hop it has. Hopefully none. Hopefully none. The game plan is none. So, maybe you know the answer to this question. When preloading your anti-wrap bar, do you preload it so that you're pushing weight? Do you preload it so the pinion is pushed down? Or do you preload it so that the pinion is pulled up? Do you follow me on that? So, if I'm assuming what you're talking about, you're going to preload, like, basically set the shackle angle, like a loop uh, spring, if that makes sense. I'm leaving the shackle angle at zero. Okay. But what I'm doing, so I've got it all set up, and I put a jack underneath the anti-wrap bar, yep. and I have to jack the anti-wrap bar up to the shackle, mm-hmm. like an inch. Yep. So it pulls the snout up a little bit. It pulls up your pinion angle, and it puts load on the like it loads the leaf springs slightly. I, I don't know the, the correct answer. My guess to. would be that you almost wanted at zero or or down or down because it's going to wrap. So when it up, hits, it right? wraps up. Yeah, it's going to wrap up. So you wanted to start that if you've already correct. started the up with mm-hmm. the preload. Yeah, you're going to go <clears throat> up and up, and too right. much up is. No bueno. So I would say, because it's not going to wrap down unless you're going backwards. Mm-hmm. Unless you're beating the shit out of it. That's why I'd say you'd want it closer to zero. Or, you know, right. neutral. Essentially. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. We always preloaded them in the past. But the shackle was... I don't know. I, I just don't know the answer to that question. I feel like this is a trial and error thing. I thought you were an internet wheeler. No. Nah, I don't a web wheeler. technical aspects as oh. far as the like, <laughs> Pictures. paint colors, <laughs> color matching your trailer to your truck. To oh, your that kind of web wheeling. Yeah. The, I like where you're going with that. look good. So Nobody cares about technical specs when your from, shit's spray painted different colors. From home to the mall parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Via trailer. Via trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's what I was. I would say probably close to zero as you could, you know, center it. Yeah. But... If I had to pick one or the other, I would say I'd almost want it pointed down just a, a slight bit because... When you stand on it. You're going to stand on it forward yeah. more. I mean, if you're beating the hell out of something in reverse, I mean, more power to you. I think right. it's cool, but you don't really... No. Nobody really gets in a hurry to back up. No. You're going to beat on it going forward, which is going to wrap it up. It's not going to have... I'll tell you this much right now. There's no play. Like, there's no play in any of the hardware of that yep. unit. Like, it's solid. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's a it's long way from fresh. the tractor the tractor joints I was using on the last one. That's what I'm most excited about, is that there's no more tractor links anywhere on the vehicle. Legit. Everything hind joints. is all hind joints. The geometry up front is so flat. Just stupid flat. And so, I'm so... I'm just... Dude, I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. That's oh, the can't best wait. part. You're going to get... You're, I, it's just going to be great. Yep. I cannot wait for that day. And that day should be the first for the hangover run. Yep. So, 
if anybody tunes into this, it's in the Illinois, Indiana area. The Four by Fools, which is the off-road club that we belong to, is doing a hangover run at the Badlands on January 1st. So you guys want to come out, uh, just hit us up. Rain or shine. Snow or shine. Snow or I hope shine. it's snow. I hope, I hope we get four rain. inches of snow. Rain versus snow. What? Oh, I hate trailing things in the snow. It's fine. <laughs> we went over there for one time. We went over for like Toys or Tots or, Toys or, Tots or something like that. It snowed like eight inches the night before. Yep. Yep. We trailed over on like four inches of snow on the interstate. Snow wheeling is awesome. I've been like. Oh, it was wonderful. I've had an addiction here lately of watching these guys do like, and I'm not talking like we're going snow wheeling in a couple inches of snow. I'm talking like we are doing like. 40-inch ruts in snow, two <laughs> trucks pushing each other up. Oh, my God. Like, it is epic. Where is that? I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> Washington? Somewhere it's cold and they have a lot of snow, which nobody Did you wants see? to be there. Okay. But. You follow Beat Not Babied. Yep. Did you see that red Toyota that girl owns? And she's, like, side-hilling the snow? <sighs> probably. You probably saw it. I have probably seen it's it. It's a pretty, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a grainy clip, but it's, like, they're up in Washington. Oh, There's pine trees on either side. They're just snowed down. And then she's like up sideways on this thing. She's on 43s, I think. Jeez. But she's like up sideways on this on this embankment and just like cutting through that snow. It's awesome. Oh, my God. I would love to go snow wheeling. Like, Sn- like snow, snow wheeling. wheeling. Yeah. Not in anything I own because I don't have a damn heater or floor <laughs> sealed. But I would love to go in something like that with these guys because I think I'd be just... It's uh, wild. It blows my it. mind that like, oh, you're going to go drive through like four foot of snow. It's just insane. Yep. But let alone snow wheeling around here with a few inches of snow. It's neat because mm-hmm. it changes it changes the obstacles so much. Yeah. And not always in a predictable manner. Like that's the key. Sometimes it's wet and slippery. Sometimes it's icy and slippery. Mm-hmm. It's like different levels sometimes of slippery. The snow, sometimes the yeah. snow provides traction. And uh, that's what's interesting about the snow wheeling is it's a little a little more unpredictable than probably just mud. Yeah. And that's what kind I of adds like, some fun to it. Like trail riding on fresh powder. Oh, uh, it's relaxing. Like you're making the tracks. Yep. Yeah. Everything's white. It's so relaxing. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's quiet. Scenic. Yep. Yeah, it's You're making awesome. tracks everywhere you go. Yep. I like it. It's a good time. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting this thing out and going. It's going to be cool. Just got a few more questions, uh, things that I got to figure out. One of those is the inner wrap. The other one's getting the back end all enclosed, getting the fuel tank covered up, and getting the floor, the false floor put in it. Got to get everything painted. There's so much raw metal everywhere that's what i'm not looking forward to it's like everything the best part about working on it now that it's stuffed in the garage it you don't rust. have to do yeah. anything but my lord you are gonna have to paint a lot when it's done yep yep, yep. i got hey, a lot i'm just gonna undercoat half of it gotta make it look good yep that's no rust for sure so lately so lately we talked about this in the last episode but lately i've been getting into the overlanding like the overlanding aspect and so this build, as it's progressed through this, you know, through this last two years, it's been pushing more towards that. So, like, the reason I got beadlocks in 40s is because I want to run, like, a 40-inch radial mm-hmm. that I can run on the street. I want to be able to drive to somewhere if I want to go there. Like, I don't want – one of the things that killed four-wheeling for me, I think, is when I got <laughs> – I guess we didn't talk about this. In 2009 – 
after I had the, or like maybe it was early 2010, but either way, after I got the 38s on it and had all that lift on it, I went to go leave the bar one night and they had a, uh, a roadblock set up. Oh boy. And they popped me at the roadblock. Yep. Yep. Two class two felony citations. How <laughs> I don't know. You could get a felony traffic ticket. Felony. Huh. Illegal bumper height, illegal frame height. Yep. Class two felony. I was like, seriously? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a big ordeal. They were going to tow it home. I was like, you're not going to tow it home because by the time you call a tow truck, I'm going to have my friends here already picking it up with a trailer. Yep. Like, yep. you're not towing it anywhere. They were going to tow it. They are going to impound it. Yep. I was like, that's not a thing. He's like, oh, well, how far do you live? I was like, two miles. He's like, all right, we'll just drive it home. And uh, Don't hit anybody with your stupid tall bumper. Yeah, your quote-unquote stupid tall. Yeah. And uh, that was the era of, like, the donks, when donks were real big in our area, you know, and they were out running around. I'm like, you got all these guys running around on, like, 26-inch wheels with stock brakes. Like, I got upgraded brakes. I have upgraded, you know, I've upgraded all my Let things. Let me they, they make a lift kit for a Jeep. They don't make a damn lift <laughs> kit for a Monte Carlo four-door. No. A 94 they, Monte they Carlo. Don't, they don't manufacture legally a mm-hmm. lift kit that bolts on. Yeah. So, you know. So, I ended up, I drove it home, and that was it. I couldn't drive yeah. on the street anymore. It, yeah. it got designated a trail rig per the state. Because it was too tall. Yep, because it was yep. too tall. Now... Not so much. She's beautiful. And she's still a legal front bumper height, but, but it, oh, it doesn't but it's not gonna draw attention. It doesn't stand out and say, Hey, look at me, I'm six foot in the air. Yeah, yep. right. Yep. It's not a monster truck anymore. Yeah. I will miss the kids looking at you going, Monster truck. They still will. I, I hope love so. it. I love taking my junk to car shows mm-hmm. because as nice as like a fully restored Chevelle or you know, I love it. Appreciate it. All the hard work, kudos, you mm-hmm. know, all the above. But mm, it is so fun taking your yeah. junk ass wheeling rigs to a car show. And these kids freak out looking at it, yep. and then you say, "Yeah, just throw them in the passengers or the driver's seat. Let them sit just, in there. Just I throw them care. in there. You know, yeah. Oh, don't worry about scratching the spray paint. Like yeah. you know, it's so it's cool. not a big deal. And you're like, that kid will have more fun sitting in my right. beat to hell." Off road yeah. <laughs> going, oh my gosh. Then he will Inside looking at a yeah. fully frame off mint restoration right. on Numbers a matching. Chevelle. The kid doesn't even care it has it, doesn't have an engine as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. And that's what's cool. It's cool to do stuff like that because yeah, I, it's just fun. I love it's it. cool sharing yeah. a hobby. You never know when you will spark mm-hmm. some kid looking at your truck going, uh, ah, I want to be like that. And you're like, spiral, no, you don't, son. Spiral that kid right yep. into poverty you at the age of five. Into debt real fast. <laughs> yep, be bad. But hey, you got to blow your money on something in life. This is true. So. That you do. Yep. But I just, I love this hobby. I love the fact that you can go out and everybody is, uh, everybody for the most part is friendly. You yep. know, they want to help you. You break down on trails, somebody's going to stop and help you. It's yep. not like, you know, there's not a lot of competition. Everybody wants to share what they've got and show you what they've done and this and that. It's the competition a, is getting everybody that you decide to go wheeling with, which the best part is it's not always the same people. Mm-hmm. It's not the same, you know, three or four people all the time. You get different people, and the competition is everybody starts, 
everybody finishes. Whether you got to finish on a, on a strap, getting pulled back yep. to the parking lot. <laughs> no man left behind. If there's everybody's got to <laughs> get this guy's rig back up and running in the parking lot with tools. Yep. It's just, it's so cool because everybody that's the competition. Around. The competition is. Who can be the most helpful? Everybody wants, <laughs> you know, we want to get our, our crew through yeah. this, this park or yeah. trail or whatever. And it doesn't matter if you're on stock. I've wheeled with so many different people where you're like by far the most capable and then mm-hmm. by far you're the least. And it's always cool because sometimes it's it's neat that you can use your wheeling experience and help someone who may not have as much or may not have had the opportunity to do it as much. Mm-hmm have a little faith and confidence and spot them maybe through an obstacle or give them a little confidence that they wouldn't have done it themselves. And then they go, Oh, I can do this. You right. know? And then like, yeah, then it just, it just pushes, everybody pushes each other to try more, do more, you know, hit bigger rocks and all this. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing. Everybody wants to, I don't want to break your stuff, but I want you to be able to use your stuff better right. to wheel more. And being that's, a, the, that's the cool part. I get a lot of joy out of being a spotter. I love it. Where you come up on something and they're trying to get up an obstacle and they're having a hard time with it and you like show them the line. Yep. Like take this line right here and then they just walk up and they're just like, how did I do that? Like I couldn't, I didn't think I was going to make it up it, you know? And like, yep. You're like, hey man, it's all about the line. Yep. Like you pick the right line, you're going to make it. Inches. Game of inches. The game of inches. That's a fact. I'm, I, again, super stoked. 110 inch wheelbase from 103. Yep. I cannot wait Yep. To see what that does for me. Yeah, that'll so, be nice. Yep. I don't think I'm gonna have as much flex as I used to have because of my limiting straps and my new shocks up front. Yeah, it flexes and all it. Hang everything. a tire. Like not everything. Hang a tire. It'll it flexes more than liberty, and liberty yep. is fine. See, there you go. Yep. The problem is it'll work. Half of it's the driver. Yep. Yep. At least half. I mean you can you can make up for not as long as you know what the rig will do. Right. You can get through some pretty cool stuff. All right. Yep. So, well, you want to wrap this one up? We can. I don't know. We covered everything we got to cover. We cover it? Know everything and everything. Axle swap right there. That's it. That was the yep. oh, bottom of the arrow. Bottom of the arrow. Oh, plug the IGs. Plug the IGs. We forgot. Uh, what's your personal Instagram? My personal Instagram, you guys can find me at. Oh, uh, I got to think what it is. Damn. I don't even know now. They can't follow you. Is it? <laughs> they don't know what it is. I have too many Instagram accounts. I got yep. four of them. The problem is trying to keep them all straight. Oh, uh, man. That it is, is, is it low underscore key? Well, so you just changed your Instagram now that we have. Did I do Did I do two underscores or one? I think I did two. It's low underscore K-E-E underscore X-J. Yep. That at, is, on Instagram. Yep. That's where you can find me. Sorry. That took a little bit. It was new. It's still new. It's, it's still new. newish. It's, you yeah. Remember last couple of months. You can find this podcast at total underscore off-road underscore podcast because I like the underscores. Underscores make you cool. apart from everyone else. Yeah, yeah. It just makes yep. you stand out a little bit. Yep. And, of course, keeping with the underscore thing. Where can I find Ian? Mine is on off-road underscore Ian. There we go. Yep. We got to keep yep. the underscores going. Uh, you guys can DM us uh, at any of those pages if you guys got questions, comments, I uh, want to tell us how to do our job a little bit better so that you like the podcast. Tell us how not to suck. How not to suck. We got lots of pictures too. Yeah. We got pictures yep. on the gram. All the pictures. That's what we do there. And uh, while we're in the mood of plugging things, I want to plug some of the guys that got me interested in doing this and have helped me into getting this podcast up and running. Uh, first and foremost 
is Mike and Max's Offroad Podcast. If you guys are listening to podcasts, you found this podcast and you're not listening to their podcast, that's you're doing impressive. It wrong. That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> like, kudos, kudos to us. Kudos yep. to us. Yeah, but you're doing it wrong. Uh, you need to go check them out. That's Mike and Max's Offroad Podcast. If you search off-road on almost any platform, they're going to be one of the first ones to come up. Their podcast is excellent. Another one is Snail Trail 4x4. Uh, that is Jimmy and Tyler. That's Jimmy Jet, And uh, you can check those guys out. Uh, they're both on Instagram as well. and But go check out their podcast. Again, that's Snail Trail 4x4. It's 4x4. And they've got a bunch of episodes up, a bunch of good information. Tyler is super knowledgeable when it comes to ham radios. So that's something that really, like, I really got interested in that. And I'm working on getting my license for the ham radio. Um, they've all been very helpful. That's a nice there. thing. Yeah. You, you oh, would yeah. think, like, oh, it's a competing podcast. It's I don't not. care. Yeah. Everybody, like, people listen to shit all the time. I told, so. I told Mike and Max, I was like, dude, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I and mean, I like what you guys are doing. And I think that I can contribute to this. Yep. And both of them instantly replied. They're like, oh, man, do it. Do it, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna wait till I get some better audio equipment. And they're like, no, just do it now. Just get yeah. it out. You know, just start doing and it. That's the mind-blowing thing that yeah. everybody's been so supportive. There's not been anybody who's like, yeah. oh, they're stealing our listeners. No. Right, yeah, yeah. And, it, and that's the neat thing about but, it. But when you put out an hour exciting. a week yep. of podcasting, you know, for me. So I drive a truck for a living, and I'll, I can binge all of the podcasts that come out in a week, I can binge them in one day, you know? So when I run out of hours to listen, I'm like, well, what else can I find? Now what do I do? <laughs> the worst part is running out of your day, of your weekly podcast that you've, you're going to listen to. Yeah. And you're like halfway through your drive. That sucks. And you go, damn. Now what? What do I, you like, you yeah. put Pandora or any yeah, kind of yeah. music on, you're like, but I but I want somebody talking to me. But I want like, somebody yep. telling me about four wheelers. This like ruins the rest of your drive. It's horrible. <laughs> this is gonna Absolutely take forever. Horrible. So that's why we yeah. give you more content to listen. When to. I when I listen to so I've still got a lot of catching up to do on Snail Trail because they've got like a hundred and something episodes. They drop a lot of content. Yeah, and they're like all an hour over an hour each because I think Tyler likes to talk. But uh, those guys. They've got some awesome content, and so I've got a lot of catching up to do with them. But I've already binged out Mike and Max's. I've already binged out on uh, Off Road Garage podcast, and so like every time they come out, I'm like, yeah. And I listen to the hour, and I get done. I'm like, oh, I want more. It's over. Yeah, I want more. I want more. Like, like I said, I, Jim tells a hell of a story on Off Road Garage podcast. So I love listening to that. And then uh, another one you guys should check out if you're not check if you haven't yet is wheeling wine and whiskey that's another good podcast those guys are out of i think it's norcal or like central cali area but it's somewhere in like wine country is ish area so uh they got some cool stuff if you like whiskey those two guys know a lot about whiskey and like to talk about whiskey so along with four wheeling but anyway we're gonna wrap this up i just want to plug those guys uh really appreciate their help in getting this going, they really kind of showed me the way to how to get this up and running. So, got some good plans going for this podcast. Though. Yeah, we got some some cool ideas. We got some cool guest ideas. Yes, we got some super knowledgeable people that are entertaining. Also, maybe some apparel. Yep, 
everybody likes swag. Everybody likes stickers. Swag. We'll get some stickers. Some stickers. But yeah, but we got. I mean, we got. I think we got a good direction going based yeah. on everybody's assistance and help, and and uh, and I think it'll be good. Yep, I hope it's a good launch. So again, this is episode two. These are our intros. Uh, now you guys kind of know a little bit about us, how we got into four wheeling, what our experience level is, so to speak, and uh, we're probably gonna be talking about a bunch of other stuff after this. Yep. Yeah. It'll be good. Wheeling. Wheeling. I'm ready. Wheeling everything. <laughs> we'll wheel it all. All right, we're out of here, and we will catch you guys on the trail. <laughs> <laughs>